0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to another episode of the Ratchet remnants podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Downtown on Twitter. Um my aka is a bitches tired at me, I'm bitches. Um and I am joined by
1: What's up everybody? It's Candice. You can find me on all social media, it's not so newly we web PC. Uh but my aka today is uh Return to the Mac is a terrible fucking song. And now wait just a second here. <laughs> That wait song minute, is bruh. wait. That's, wait uh, that wait. song is fucking terrible. Wait, I don't wh-
0: <laughs> why all this negativity starting off so early.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what y'all's problem is. I don't know what y'all been watching, listening to, what's going on in your ears. Do you got some wax in there? But uh uh-uh, uh, not gonna fly. This is what that happens. This is what
0: happened This is what happened when the Russians invade. This right here. All this negativity.
1: It's an election year, and it's time for us to stop letting that fucking song be anything other than waste in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay.
0: That, that's your presidential campaign.
1: Yeah.
0: Council return of the Mac.
1: Yeah. Um, before we get started, um, so last week. Common Sense Corner with Colin Premier, which is a financial literacy podcast where Colin, who is uh, a certified accountant, I believe, is giving us the keys to better financial literacy. And that's everything from personal finance, managing debt, 401ks, buying a home, refinancing, buying a car, so on and so forth. Uh, let's get into that because the way this country falling apart, we're going to need every dime we could get our hands on. So be sure to check that out. Um, I feel like the second week in a row that that bitch cancered and showed her ass. Um, but forever our king, um... Chadwick Boseman passed away at the age of 43 after a long and courageous battle with colon cancer. He was diagnosed in 2016 with stage three colon cancer, which my Lord, it was advanced when he was diagnosed. So for him to fight an additional four years, um, I'm not going to bring up the fact that he worked because people are romanticizing that. I'm sure his reasons for working was so that he could continue to have a sense of normalcy, um, because illnesses really go into overdrive when you just lay down and and take them. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you know him wanting to continue to work was for him. I don't want to do that whole well if he was able to do it for four years with stopping you shit that y'all like to do. Which I just want to remind you that if you woke up today, you accomplished a lot because we have death tolls and the six figures from COVID alone. Um, and that's in less than a year. These are, this is what from March to now is when they started keeping track of the COVID deaths. Yeah. Six figures in, Five months. So if you. Oh, good. Okay. You know, so if you got up today, you accomplished a whole fucking lot.
0: And just 2020 in general. Like, this has been just a year as far as this death has been concerned.
1: This year will go down in infamy, and infamy is not necessarily a good thing. Um, but Chadwick Boseman was, was a class act. Um, you know, I want to say most famous for it, but he has so many iconic roles, but yeah. his biggest role, his role that crossed the most boundaries was him playing King T'Challa and Black Panther um, and Black Panther going on to be one of the biggest grossing Marvel movies. Am I right in that?
0: Um, Yes.
1: In the billions, um, I think
0: you it right? Yeah, it's 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 like one of the top 3 selling Marvel movies of all time. Um and I think it broke the record for what well, I think it climbed up to I think number either 1 or 2 for like best sales in the first week of all time. I have to double yeah. fact check, but it, I it believe broke, it broke,
1: broke a, it broke a lot of records for a movie that was a predominantly black cast Uh, Ryan Coogler, who's black. uh, I I believe it went on to win an Oscar for like costume design or something of that nature, which the movie was visually stunning. Um, And now that he has passed away and we're getting all these little gems and unknown stories, and one of the things that is highly impressive is that he pushed back against king t'challa having a british accent because they wanted king t'challa to have a british accent and his reason was that if wakanda is to be modeled after an african country that has not been colonized why would the king have a british accent right um And he told them that if you think people are not ready, then they need to get ready, basically. And And he was right. He was right. I wouldn't have wanted to hear King T'Challa with no British accent. Yeah. Like,
0: like, like, not sorry. I didn't want to hear T'Challa up here sounding like goddamn uh, somebody from Family Guy.
1: Definitely did not want to hear him sounding like Stewie.
0: Um, Right.
1: (laughs) Um. His role, you know, his role as James Brown in Get On Up. His role as Jackie Robinson in 42. Um, He was just, he was such a, he was becoming a a huge force to be reckoned with in Hollywood. And he did it while not being ashamed of his blackness. Um, A South Carolina legend, let's talk about it. From Anderson, South Carolina, Little City in the Sticks
0: yeah
1: um he lived his life like he had a once in a lifetime life and he lived it literally till he couldn't anymore and that's that's how you live your purpose-driven life so uh thank you for the body of work you left behind the legacy you leave behind we send our condolences and our heartfelt prayers to your friends your family your colleagues um But as Ryan Coogler said in a statement he made, "You are one of the ancestors now." So, you are on the astral plane. Absolutely. Uh, uh, The ratchet and raggedy mess of the week. Masika was fired from a TV show she was cast on called Double Cross after faking a kidnapping to get people to subscribe to her OnlyFans and then refusing to apologize for the tasteless act. Girl, was it worth it? And the thing was, they wasn't going to fire you if you had apologized. Pretty much. You doubled down on it and then decided to apologize after you got fired. Girl.
0: You played yourself.
1: If Boo Boo the Fool was a person, it would be you.
0: I mean, it's always been you. This is classic Masika. First of all, girl, I mean, listen, no shade, but somebody would have somebody would have subscribed to your only fans, mostly niggas. Like you didn't have to fake a kidnapping. Are you you like?
1: And the crazy be- part is the TV show that she was cast on was about um two sisters tackling human sex trafficking um and not in a comedic way so it was really weird that that was the angle you took when you could have just talked about the tv show if you were trying to bring awareness to human sex trafficking hey i've been cast in the series double cross and we will be dealing with human sex trafficking if you know of someone or if you yourself are being human sex trafficked here's some information to get some help you could have promoted your only fans outside of that
0: yeah because like if nothing's wrong with with only fans we fuck with only fans over here but, girl, you could have just been like, hey, I'm starting the OnlyFans. I might show a titty or two. Or you could have done whatever you wanted to with your OnlyFans. It's your OnlyFans. And motherfucker would have subscribed. But this was just stupid.
1: And tasteless. Like,
0: and, and tasteless. Like, in a time where, like, we are, as a society, now, granted, we are definitely not as a collective where we need to be as far as this issue goes, but in a time where we are progressing Hopefully. There
1: was there was the so era- I'm sorry, friend. My bad. I just it was so many other ways you could have spread. Like they literally just found 39 girls. I want to say was this down in Atlanta, friend? They um, rescued 39 girls from a from an abandoned home.
0: I think uh, so. Yes.
1: Listen, it's a war on sex trafficking, and there's ways to do it without selling and being stupid. And that's kind of where we are with that.
0: Like, girl, you could have shown a titty. You could have shown some cleavage. You could have done anything to promote your OnlyFans for whatever your OnlyFans in is without faking you getting fucking kidnapped. Like, as much as awareness and spotlight is on sex trafficking and black girls in particular being sex trafficked, girl, did you not read? the? Well, of course you didn't read the room because that's why you did this stupid shit. What's wrong with you? We're
1: not sure you can read.
0: Well, that also is too. Also, she looks like she has done the finest of myth because Masika used to be a lot thicker than she is currently.
1: And, you know, and I don't... It could be for the role she was playing. It could be for anything, but you're just stupid. And then you like, the only way they're going to let me go is if you subscribe to my OnlyFans. Like, it was really tasteless. Like, you thought you had an idea, but you should have ran that by somebody.
0: Or just not done it at all.
1: Absolutely. That... That's the word, It was just
0: stupid.
1: Speaking of stupid, Nene Leagues deletes social media after rumors of her being fired from Real Housewives of Atlanta surfaced. The nail in the coffin was that Cynthia says she hasn't seen Nene since they've been filming for the new season. And I had this conversation with Tia. Shout out to Tia, who is the one of the co-hosts for the Insecure experience, and my co-host on the Wind Down on Patreon, go subscribe to our Patreon. Um, Nene didn't bring anything to the show last season, besides that stale ass beef with Kenya. She literally didn't. Ha- she didn't have a storyline, and there was plenty of shit swirling around in the rumor mill about Nene and Greg and infidelities and you know uh, outside babies and all kind of shit. Meanwhile, if we really sit back and take a look at it, all the rest of the girls' personal lives was on full display in addition to they catty bullshit amongst each other. Candy and Todd was going through it. Kenya and Mark started a whole divorce proceeding. Cynthia and that nigga she went, uh, was, was having some relationship issues. Portia and Dennis' relationship shit was on the table. Even Eva and uh, whoever that crazy nigga that's her baby daddy... Um shit was on was on French Street on the show when she was going through trying to get Marley's name changed and make sure he could never get custody again. Mm-hmm. Everybody shit was on full display. Nini yeah. got too big for her britches, and she felt like she could she could coast by arguing with Kenya.
0: Yeah. out to be fair though, I feel like that's also an oversight on Andy's part because I agree with you. Yes, it was like all the girls' business was out there but they also kind of didn't really like it was like they mentioned it and then like it was back to okay let's be catty and messy and focus on this beef with Nini and Kenya you know so par- a part of that i blame andy
1: yeah well. i mean and i think um sometimes hindsight is 2020 and when you are sitting back um cuz you got to remember like andy they filming, but Andy is not there every day. They filming with every girl. So yeah. a lot of the shit, he, he's not seeing until he's, he's in the editing room, until it's airing on TV. And then he's like, what the fuck was she here for? I, I love Nene. I think she's a Housewives OG, one of the best in the franchise, period, to do it, not just Atlanta, but all of the Housewives. I agree But with she that. brought absolutely nothing to the show last season. We literally saw Candy and Todd in fucking therapy.
0: We yeah, literally not, saw. Not that I agree
1: with. We literally saw Mark Dog and Kenya the fuck out. We with saw like, uh what's that Mark Hill? Is that the nigga uh Cynthia engaged too? Yes, is that his name? We literally saw them going through the motions with him. Mike, with
0: him, Mike, Mike. Mike Hill. Mike
1: Hill. Yeah. Mike Hill. They going through the motions with his past infidelity issues. And, you know, his kids over here in conversations between him and Cynthia and shit. We saw their business on Front Street. It wasn't just their arguments between each other. They was having real-life fucking issues, and so was Nene, and she defaulted to arguing with Kenya. And that shit was so stale. The other girls tried to be invested in it, and they was like, this dumb. Like, they even stopped being invested in it. They was like, huh? Oh, they back at it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hype it up. But it just got old really quickly. And my thing is, Nene was one of the highest paid. You wanted of the highest paid with one of the weakest storylines. You knew something was going to have to give, honey. You couldn't keep making the big bucks, and you was only going to be arguing with Kenya. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, it's happened before. This ain't your first time leaving a franchise. And when you kind of get your head out your ass and realize that that reality TV wasn't even good to you, hopefully you'll, you, may, you might get a chance to come back at it. Never know. But when the rumor mill is saying that Greg was cheating on you while he was battling cancer and it could be an outside baby and you trying to pretend none of it is happening and say, face, get your ass off the show. You can have your privacy completely. So it is what it is.
0: Um I I agree with that. I also will say I don't see well let let me be honest. For me personally, I kind of just don't give a damn about Housewives of Atlanta no more. Like unless they do like a complete overhaul and like like even how they like like how they like how Andy edits and all this other shit, like unless they like make me give a fuck. I kind of just don't care what they do with the Atlanta show anymore. That's just for me personally.
1: I don't not care. I feel like for them to be one of the highest paid franchises, you definitely got to crack the whip because if the ratings is not matching what you're paying, you got to make some changes. Um, And you got to start and work your way down I believe if Nini had been more open with things about her and Greg, we would be seeing Nini this season. Because Nini was the highest paid one on the show. She was the OG. It was probably her, then Candy, and then the rest, then Cynthia.
0: I was about to say because Cynthia got a raise.
1: Yeah, it was probably Nene, Candy, Cynthia, and then the rest of the girls. Um I mean, like you said, Jeremy, I care, but I don't care. But I I get what Andy is doing because you can't be making a million dollars or more in a season and you ain't bring nothing to the show ratings wise. Like you really just did not bring anything to the show. Literally an argument with Kenya. That was it. And even Snakegate was stale because you have refused to say who told what. Like I would have blew that shit up. Shit. Uh Yovana told me shit. What's up?
0: That shit was also damn stupid because Giovanna damn stupid. Like, girl, we knew it was fucking you.
1: Exactly. Um, speaking of stupid, Claudia Jordan came forward on social media and alleged that Medina, Phaedra's fake boo from boot camp, hm. uh beat her while they dated for six months.
0: Well, whoa, but, that whoa.
1: Got dark, didn't it?
0: What right? <laughs> I thought but, they just needed to be some regular old bullshit. Well, nope.
1: But Medina came forward with super receipts on Claudia Jordan that exonerated him. Really now? Um, w- Claudia Jordan emailed him out the blue some pictures of her bruised up. And he emailed her back and said, what happened to you? Why are you all bruised up? And she, uh, didn't reply back. And then he told her that, no, she replied back and said, you, you, did this to me. And he said, if I, he said, I didn't do this to you, but if I did this to you, please get the police involved. Please have me held accountable. Mm. He said, because I don't abuse women. I've never put my hands on a woman in a fiz- in a violent manner. So if you are telling me that I beat you, I need you to take these pictures. I need you to go to the police. I need you to file a report. I need you to give them all my information. And they need to arrest me. And it needs to be my responsibility to prove that I did not do this to you.
0: Well, that is not a response I was expecting from a straight man.
1: Yeah. she He told her, if I, if I beat you, if this is what you're saying... Go to the police. Get them involved. Give them my information. Um, He posted some text messages, some screenshots of text messages where times where he tried to break up with her, she would threaten to harm herself um, Mm. and blame him for it. Um, Mm. And apparently I did some digging around and she has a history of that. Mm. Um, But he had receipts on deck. And he told her, you know, he said, I'm not a woman. I'm not an abuser. I'm not a woman beater. If you're saying I did these things to you, I need you to get the police, the police involved immediately. And I need you to, I need, I need them to get involved because that would make me an abuser. And it would be up to me to prove that I did not do these things to you. So, um...
0: I, honestly, I expect nothing less from Claudia Jordan. I mean, we know that she is a bird. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I, his, his response shocked me. I expected him to go a whole different route. You, you um, expected
0: him to react like Trey Songz, basically.
1: Yep. Um, but in those emails, he, he told her, go to the police, get the police involved immediately and it will be my responsibility to prove that i didn't do this to you and uh also in the pictures um there was no no face in them it was just some pictures of bruises so there was there was no there was nothing that stood out to say this was actually her body and pictures of bruises on her everything was cropped like really closely cropped mm mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Clark, and, just
0: leave us alone.
1: Right. Um, and speaking of Phaedra, did you know that it was swirling in the rumor mill that Mr. Chocolate was none other than Jamal Bryant?
0: I do remember that, yes. I do remember that.
1: Okay, yeah, and that uh Giselle and Phaedra have been trading shots on Instagram and social media for months now behind it.
0: Now that now the second part of that I didn't know. But it yeah. will make sense.
1: Uh Giselle was calling Phaedra all types of unimportant and forgettable and so on and so forth. Um mm. But ain't that ain't that the mulatto calling the the whack lawyer uh stupid? Yeah like, like that
0: that is that is Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man like shit. <laughs> Like, yeah. you and Phaedra You and Phaedra two-, <laughs> Pha- two strands of the same wig, Giselle Like, please, please Yeah I want you yeah. to leave us alone
1: Absolutely And all
0: of this, again, all of this over Jamal And you wonder why your damn Daughters is like, girl
1: Listen, I can't <laughs> you wait to, to you Um, But that's it For the Ratchet and Raggedy Mess of the Week We gonna head on over to Marriage Boot Camp Speaking of Phaedra um, Pha- <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: we ain't gonna spend too much time on this shit.
1: I just want to say the Hazel E elevator don't go all the way, that motherfucker goes straight to the bottom. It just, it don't. It, I just, he is
0: stupid.
1: First of all, he was talking to Phaedra. And just saying that he really love Hazel and she walked by and flipped the fuck out, talking about you want to talk to every bitch in the house and this that and the third. They find ain't do shit wrong that morning.
0: And you talk, you talking, you talking to another bitch about your bitch. How does that look, nigga she was talk. he was talking in the saying that he fucked with you? Like what what see this is why I don't buy that like I don't one, I don't buy that they actually are together. And two, I also don't buy the lie about that they together. Like she is afraid that he is there with her for for the clout. Because first of all, girl, you have none. You are hazel e. Like like, let's start and end there. And then second, you have serious jealousy issues that you you are are projecting onto this man. Which is like as we cut each other off.
1: Oh, you are insecure as fuck.
0: Yes, you have. You are insecure, and you are projecting that onto him. And that is nobody's business but yours. You need to listen. You don't need to go to nobody like Ayali. You don't need to pop your butt in front of in in front of Harriet Tubman. But you do need to hop pop your butt on somebody's couch. Well, I take that back, because Rona, you need to be virtually. Popping yourself on your own couch with with some with a licensed therapist and unpack your issues because, ma'am, you are weird. Yeah. You look weird, you act weird, your spirit is weird. Everything about you is weird, Hazel. And it has been for quite some time. And we are tired. Please leave us alone.
1: Um, well said. Uh, they are full of shit for not allowing Votto to ask to hear your question on lie detector day. Um yeah. Because I'm kind of over that.
0: Like when we be, discussed uh, it last week, uh, I'm I'm just kind of over it. Like I'm, I'm just kind of over it
1: completely. Yeah. Uh, Hazel E doesn't have to take the lie detector test because she had a, mix, a miscarriage and yes. apparently the changes in her body could absolutely affect the outcome. Um, and I'm just gonna run down through the questions real quick that the other couples are asking each other. Medina and Phaedra have the same question. Do you want to be in a sexual relationship with each other? Willie is going to be asked, do you plan to be faithful to Shonda going forward? Answer, probably no. Shonda, question is, can you forgive Willie for the infidelity? Answer, probably no. Devon is going to be asked, are you only with Hazel E for the fame? Votto is going to be asked, are you truly apologetic for putting your hands on Tahiri? Can't be apologetic for some shit that didn't happen. Sorry, but I watched the episode <laughs> again and that nigga put his hands on her shoulders. Um It was like he
0: was giving her like um it was like he, he was giving her like the the like fakest assault, but really it just looked like he was trying to massage her on her shoulders. Exactly.
1: Shit, um as we just, uh, and then Tahiri is being asked a question that Votto didn't ask, which is, do you accept physical, physical violence as a normal part of your relationships? The answer is probably yes, because she also commits it. Um,
0: there's also that.
1: Uh, absolutely. Also, I think it's unfair to Vado because he wanted to know was she really invested in a relationship because she doesn't give him the same energy that he's seen her give in other relationships, which would have been fair. And it would have helped them make the decision on whether or not they want to be together, but they are refusing to hold Tahiri accountable for her behavior. So I'm over that. Um, I'm also very tired of Fader talking about pussy that she's not giving to Medina. Yes. Don't nobody know if you got that snapper, yapper, whopper, whop, slop top. Cause you're not giving it up to nobody and you just keep talking about it. You like a fucking teenager.
0: Yeah. You keep you you keep talking about it, but you're out here on Instagram popping your titty on live.
1: Um, you kind of wasting our time. You yeah. are a 40 because, plus first year old, of all, we know
0: this nigga's a paid actor.
1: And you a 40 plus year old woman woman with holding pussy. You've been married before, so it ain't like you holding out to marriage. You got multiple kids. We you always talking about that big sloppy donkey booty and all kind of shit. Like fuck the nigga or not, but just leave us alone. Yes. Y'all literally here because you won't give him no pussy. Stop playing in our face. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> like when you put it in that perspective, like girl, y'all, please leave us alone, Phaedra. If you don't go fuck this pay, that listen, I don't blame him. Listen, you paid this band to to act like he your boyfriend. The least you could do is give the nigga some pussy. The least. The least you
1: could do, and leave us. alone And the most
0: you can do is leave us the fuck alone because we don't care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is weird, um, Phaedra. This is weird. It's very weird, even for you. Um, <laughs> that's they the Amalekos, <laughs> they did the the usual uh, haul pass. The men go to the club together. The women go to the club together. Everybody was actually on their best behavior. However, Shonda was weird because she was claiming that Willie did something out the way. She was done. But then she was also in the club talking about she's single and got a hall pass. So, like, is it Uchiwali or One Mike? Because y'all both there for infidelity. He has cheated on you more than you have cheated on him, but you have cheated as well. So you really need to hold yourself to the same standards or else it ain't no point in you being with him. Also, I want to say Willie has shown significant growth of all the people here because earlier in the episode when he was saying, we just need to, I need to, we need to figure out, if we can move past everything, and if we can't, we need to start focusing on going in the, the in our separate directions so we can be happy and healthy. But I'm not willing to spend another 12 years like I spent the last 12. Either we're gonna work on it and get past it, or we're gonna not be together and call it a day. Uh, and that, that was honestly all you can do. Um. Devon got so drunk, he threw up everywhere, and yet Hazel assumed that the barf was blood from a girl dancing on him while she was on his period, and she had an insecurity meltdown again.
0: Uh, please, keep this,
1: please keep this ugly shark tooth mouth bitch off my TV screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she do look like a warhead.
1: She definitely do. She look like a hammerhead fucking shark. And the bitch always having a meltdown. But this is what she happened always
0: biting at the this wrong thing. This what happened
1: thing. listen, this is what happened when you insecure and you the ugly one in your relationship. Cause you the ugly, <laughs> you, you the ugly one in your relationship. Avon yeah. hey, is very fucking attractive.
0: Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's yeah.
1: very fucking attractive and he acts like a very attractive nigga
0: yeah he this gonna... is what happens this yeah, is what happens matter of time... fact
1: remember he turned that one girl away and she got mad. she got so mad she cussed him out and he gave her the middle finger
0: yeah, like he was like top flight security of the world, like he was trying to make sure Willie you know don't do nothing crazy and make sure Manita don't do nothing crazy here. He was thinking about Hazel the whole time they was out, and yeah,
1: me, it was like it ain't even the same. I'd rather us be out together than separately
0: right. Meanwhile, this nigga clearly is like any. That, that's how you like you said Hazel is insecure and immature. Cause like anybody with sense could could see. Like if you've been out with your friends or you've been out with anybody that you cool with and they have a little bit too much to drink, everybody damn know that first look of, of that all, person.
1: First of all, he threw up all over himself, so you know he had to fucking stink. Right. That should have been a dead giveaway. You talking about is this period blood? Girl, you are you, very... Are you
0: stupid? Well, yes, you are stupid. You are very you stupid,
1: are stupid. Um, They'll give back. They said deception was detected with three of the answers between the couples, and they'll reveal it next week, and also they'll have the final ring ceremony and it'll go from there. But that was it for Love and uh, for Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition. Let's go on, on to Love and Marriage Huntsville, Season 2, Episode 8, Mama Gonna cuss You Out.
0: Wanda girl, fuck you.
1: For real. That's the name of this episode. Fuck you, Wanda. Yes. Um, so Marceau is getting huge contracts to build and he feel like Tisha doesn't care, which is weird because she broke her neck to be all up in that conversation between Destiny and Marceau last week, thus proving that she was only there because it was a woman there. Yeah. Because you we talking about in no shade, like we said, we said it last week. B- uh, business wise, Marceau is on his shit. Cause he just secured one contract to build a 120 unit apartment building and in the work to secure another one to build a hundred fifty unit apartment building with retail space. Yeah, that ain't nothing but fucking money.
0: Yeah, and uh, and business wise, Marceau is on his shit. He just sucks as a husband.
1: And a friend. He's kind of a shitty friend, too. But, yes, absolutely. Um, He feels her podcast is more important than Scope. And the thing is, I feel like he would be okay with that, but she bro- she was breaking her neck to try to prove she was his business partner, like Mel is with Martell and Holt and Hope. And mm-hmm. now that they're not friends, she kind of like, eh, fuck it, I don't want to be a part of it no more. And that's kind of shitty on her part. You can't try to force your way into a business partnership and then when it served the purpose you needed it to serve, you just want to toss it to the side.
0: Yeah. You can't half-ass it. Especially yeah, you... not no shit like that.
1: Yeah. And he also told Maurice to stop trying to force Kimmy to quit her job. Yeah, and thank which you.
0: One, which is the same thing we said.
1: Thank you. What Focus on that motherfucking bar exam. You the one that ain't working.
0: I was about to say, it seems like the broke boy in this situation is you.
1: Like, focus on your goddamn self. Um,
0: Read the room, as a matter of fact. Nigga, you are going for the bar exam. You should be able to read the room, goddammit.
1: Exactly. You not even a lawyer yet. At best, you a paralegal.
0: Right, sat down.
1: And she a nurse. Shut the fuck up.
0: Nigga, nurses, do you understand how... Nigga, we need nurses in these trying
1: times, nigga. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I don't like Martell. I don't like Martell. Melody had no business staying with him. He is a chauvinist fucking pig. And it
0: shows so
1: bad. he is he, so he shows so my bad. my thing is so you were home with the kids all day. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. If you wanted Melody to stop and pick up fucking dinner, why you didn't pick up the phone and tell her? Why would she why should she have had to be a mind reader about fucking dinner?
0: Why are you? Why are you? Why? Why are you, Martell? Why are you? Why are you bashing Melanie for not having emotional intelligence that you, your goddamn self, don't have?
1: And it's not even about emotional intelligence, cause listen, if I don't feel like cooking, I'm gonna call Mike and say, "Hey, grab some dinner on your way home from work from such and such and so and so," or I'm a sit one. I'm a sit the baby down, pick my phone up, open my DoorDash app and order some fucking dinner none of what he's complaining about requires melody's undivided attention and urgency you are literally fucking mad that your wife is finding her own footing without you
0: you a grown-ass man martell
1: she's starting to bring in her own bag she's starting to get money outside of and hope She's finding something to take joy in, other than them four fucking kids, and right. she's having an identity for herself that does not include you and the fucking kids. She is being Melody, not Martel's wife, and not them churn mama. She is yep. doing things to solidify herself as Melody, and you are fucking mad. And when she was like, When's the last time you cooked breakfast? This dumb bald headed son of a bitch gonna say, I ain't gotta cook breakfast. That's what I got a wife for. Well, bitch, that's why you're hungry now.
0: Pretty that's why I ain't br-
1: brought no dinner in this fucking house. You
0: know what? You know what? You know what my 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 beloved father uh, instilled in me, friend. You know what he did?
1: Let him know, friend.
0: My daddy, as he was raising me, uh, and especially after my mom passed, God rest her soul, uh, my daddy said, oh, "Boy, you are gonna learn how to cook." Because I'll be damned if I raise you and you be a grown ass man depending on a woman to do everything for you. That's what my daddy taught me. Martell obviously didn't get that lesson, and that's why he fucked up. Well, now
1: Martell ain't had no daddy, as we well. Can that's also and true, his well. mama. His mama is an enabler, as we can yeah, also see. That say. that, um, that also is true was she, as well. When he got caught cheating, she said he was a good husband.
0: Yeah, and was blaming <laughs> Melody.
1: So. Mm
0: mm mm mm. Um, but my tail, fuck you. That that mm-hmm, was like yeah. some of the most tone deaf, brain dead, typical cishet man in a in a marriage ass shit I have ever goddamn heard. I was like, but I know you fucking lie, like nigga. You are you you have to step up a little bit more because Melody is stepping into her own. And you can't take it, and you are having a whole goddamn meltdown.
1: This is why I can't get well. No, you can't get well because you won't take your milk dud head ass to the doctor. If I'm sick for over a certain amount of days, I make a doctor's appointment and I go to the doctor so that the doctor can figure out what's wrong. I don't stay sick for weeks at a fucking time. You don't need medical care because
0: because let's you know let's hypothetically say that medically takes a step back and, you know, stops doing what she's doing. Nigga, that's not gonna get you better anytime goddamn soon. Melody ain't your motherfucking nurse. And you don't need Melody to stop what she's doing to go get yourself goddamn checked out.
1: You are a fucking bozo.
0: You are a bozo. And then the insecurity and you jumped out because Melody doing a damn play about infidelity.
1: Let me tell you, that shit was hilarious because... Now, the play to me is very tropish and is. bordering on homophobic as fuck. Because so it's basically
0: t- it's Tyler Perry. Yeah,
1: it's very tropish. Oh, the pastor having an affair with the male choir director and the, the whole congregation find out and they discuss mm-hmm. it because he's having an affair with the male, not because mm-hmm. he having an affair in general. It's very tropish and it's very homophobic and it's very on brand for shit that we see um, in them type of churchy-ass plays. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I, I think M- Mel taking it on the, on the heels of dealing with the infidelity situation herself, um, I don't know how I feel about that, but good for her. I guess you got guys. Yeah, start same. To
0: like I have mixed, like I'm, I, got I have reservations mixed, about
1: that just yes. because of how it might trigger her.
0: Yes, yes. I because of how it might trigger her and like the progress that she, you know, has tried to make with Martell. Obviously, um, obviously, being her, me and you both agree that she shouldn't stay with that nigga. But you know, her choice. Um, her choice. It, yeah. it might trigger her, and then also. How, because it's other aspects of that play, like when she was talking to the friend, she was acting out. She was like, well, well, damn, this is just me and Tisha all over again. So I'm wondering how it's going to trigger her multiple ways in relationships outside of it going forward. At the same time, though, I am laughing at Martel because he don't want her to take it because he is upset because it's about cheating. And that nigga is a known cheater. That part is hilarious to me.
1: Exactly. Um
0: When it's like Martell, well, if you didn't, well, you wouldn't be feeling. You wouldn't you feel like
1: G. that way if you kept your dick in your pants and Pretty simply much. left your wife if you no longer wanted to be with her. Pretty
0: much, because um, you got a whole goddamn girlfriend, and you know, according to you know our good sis Brooke, you know, in real time yeah, in the blog, heard in the rumor
1: mills, Melody finally left you for good, and you'd have moved in with your mistress. So mm-hmm. there's also awesome I mean, it is what it's gonna be. Sorry. Um,
0: you make you make the head, motherfucker.
1: Um. The the editing from last week's preview made this look terrible, but um. Letitia has her live recording of her a uh, little marriage empowerment thing, and it actually was nice. I'm not. I don't have no nothing bad to say about it. But in the previews, they made it seem like Marcel didn't show up, but he was literally walking in when she was calling him. All right. Um and
0: I didn't like that. Like when I saw it, I'm like, so y'all clip? Yeah, that, was shitty.
1: That was, that really was shitty. that was really shitty on their part. Um, yeah. And then when like she was saying like, "Thank you for coming," and I appreciated the fact that he was saying like, "You should not no, don't thank me for doing what I'm supposed to do as your husband." That's like level one. Coming to things that's important to you, I should be there to support that. I was glad he was there. I was glad he said that and felt like that. Um
0: I just need you to do that consistently.
1: Consistently. Uh Melody came to the event. She sat with Laderrick and Destiny. Um so Laderrick is also a chauvinist and yeah. I I know that opposites attract, but I feel like there are key things, key morals, key ideas that you have to be on the same page with your partner with if things are ever to stay on track. And Lederic and Destiny do not seem to be on the same page about any fucking thing. Yeah,
0: like, I, Other like, than
1: maybe they have great sex together.
0: Uh, it gotta be something because, i put it like this, I, you and your old partner can, like, disagree on a lot. But, like, ideologies and key, like, ideals and stuff, like you said, Candace, like, ain't no, I'm sorry, but ain't no way in the hell your husband can be a chauvinist, you can be a feminist, and y'all still together, and y'all don't agree on a lot of shit. I'm sorry, that shit just do not sit right with me.
1: Yeah, It
0: don't make no sense to me. Personally. Yeah. yeah. So... Because, like you said, they don't seem to be on the same wavelength at all. Like, all the scenes that we've seen with them together and how they think and their opinions and stuff, like when they was with uh Melody and Martell with the whole baby and moving thing and then sitting at this uh, seminar listening to them, like, they just do not seem to be on a same moral wavelength or ideology wavelength at all. And I'm just like... Y'all got to be fucking fucking, because how? (laughs) How? How y'all not arguing every goddamn day in y'all house?
1: How? Yep, absolutely.
0: And I'm not a person that likes to argue with my partner, you know, especially about, like, shit like that. Like, we could be fucking instead of arguing. That's just me personally. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) so Mel makes it to the event, and Melody says that Letitia is mimicking everything she does, and I kind of agree, and then they wrote some receipts back on even, like, their logos look similar, um, and Tisha, Tisha has a hard-on for Mel's approval, and I don't know why, because Melody's shit just as fucked up as everybody else's. And we watched it play out in real time on season one. Um, Not that it's any fault of her own, but her shit hasn't been a fairy tale. Um, And for her to make that snarky comment like, oh, come on, Tisha, you know me and Martell are the power couple in Huntsville. Clearly not.
0: hello. Like, that's why I was like, I do agree with you about, like, the mimicking thing, but at the same time, like, they two sides of the same coin because they both praise like, as hell. She,
1: and lack self-awareness.
0: Yes, yeah, both yes, both absolutely, yes. Like uh, Melody, like girl, please. Is you it's not that deep. Like like I get it. I'm not saying don't have self-esteem, but like you and Martell are not that girl like y'all think y'all are. Please, please.
1: Also, how are you trying to extend an olive branch while actively being shady as fuck, Melody? Mm -hmm. Help me understand that. Like, this is why you and Tisha are definitely two sides of the same coin, like Jeremy said, because if I'm going to extend an olive branch, that means I'm not going to be shade you down every chance that I get. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really, really low down for Mel to try to assert that Marceau is cheating on Letitia. Because you know what it feels like to find out somebody is cheating on you. And I fully expected the men to have the answers that they had on cheating because they are straight men.
0: All right. That Marceau's me answer,
1: all. uh Maurice answer, uh the whoever that other big light skin nigga was up there answer.
0: Extra, just extra number one. It Dude, was typical.
1: And it wasn't to me, it wasn't indicative of in any of them cheating. But you are projecting because your nigga, your nigga cheated, and your nigga cheated to the. He didn't even cheat privately. You was embarrassed on national fucking TV, sweet pea. Mm-hmm. and you still. Your nigga had a whole
0: girlfriend.
1: And you low, you low down for a certain that, and even wishing that on the next woman because you know how painful that has been. And you tried right. to forgive, and the nigga still slapped you in the face and ended up with his girlfriend slash mistress. So Again. you really got to shut the fuck up.
0: That's why it's only so much. Like at this point, it's only so much. You know, empathy, quote unquote. I ain't got nothing, I,
1: I ain't got none for Melody. The, well, I have no. I have no sympathy for her. I have no sympathy for Tisha because they are exactly the same.
0: Yeah, they two sides of um, the same crazy.
1: If I had to say, I had a favorite on the show. My favorite is definitely Kimmy.
0: I agree with that. Yes, I
1: like Kimmy. Um. Speaking of,
0: speaking of,
1: this is why the episode is called Wanda Girl? Fuck you,
0: because bitch.
1: Because bitch, Mel gave you a level of respect that she truly didn't have to. Let me tell and you something. She, she let, gave you a level of respect. Let me
0: say this. Let that, me say hold this.
1: on, friend. That Letitia and Marceau have not given Melody's mama I,
0: hello. Because let me tell you something. As much as I just got on Melody, as much well, as much as we just got on Melody, I will give her the she had the the spirit of a saint. Because what I would have done
1: is cuss had, that cuss that ugly, whack weave wearing old bitch, smooth the fuck. Out oh, baby, I would have told that bitch she looked like precious with weight loss surgery. Okay. Oh baby, I something. would baby. I would have went and got that olive branch from Letitia and swatted Wanda in her motherfucking mouth with it.
0: Look, I would have been like uh Tisha. Um look here, uh no offense, but let me borrow that real quick. what you gonna do with it? Um SWAT so your remember what I said in. about remember what I said about uh parents off limits unless they overstep. Uh, I'm about to overstep and overslap the fuck out your mama real quick. Thank you so much. That's what I Because Let loved. me
1: tell you something. Wanda, you need some dick and a life because I've never seen a mama be that heavily invested in their daughter's friendships or lack thereof. Mel was <laughs> invited. She came. She was gracious. Like Marceau said last week, Wanda is the reason for a lot of discourse in Tisha's relationships and, and I'm shows. absolutely starting to believe it.
0: It shows. It shows because first of all, girl, you are still stuck and hung up over this thing with Tisha and that event when both ladies, the the, the two women directly in um
1: and in Ma- the
0: situation have tried to move on and are moving on. You still stuck on this shit and girl, Melody explained to you why she kicked her out because she wasn't invited. You wouldn't understand that because your ass is a young mother, your goddamn self. You damn near deal the same age as Tisha. Cause any mall that's, that's an elder with some sense would have been like, of course don't nobody show up anywhere. They ain't fucking invited. That's common when, goddamn when, sense. When
1: Mel told Wanda, okay then Wanda, you have an event and not invite me to it. I laugh. I, I cackle.
0: Because exactly, a girl like Wanda don't nobody care about this anymore but you and you, you like the fact that they had just, Melody just showed up, showed support. I mean, albeit with shade, and had an olive branch. And here your ass go bringing the shit back up, trying to cause a scene, trying to try, hell, trying to get Kimmy in. And then Kimmy was like, you know what, girl, I'm I'm good, I'm good, love, enjoy, and. Left it to Mel to clean your tired ass up. Wanda, girl, fuck you. Wicked Wanda. That's what I'm going to call you from now on because your spirit is nasty. You're old nasty heifer. And I don't like you, Wanda. You are the same level of, of annoying as fucking Mama Joyce.
1: Worse, honestly.
0: Uh, you know what I'm inclined to agree?
1: Worse. Worse. If you you and that somebody.
0: goddamn... You you and that goddamn velour trash bag you had on at that fucking event. Girl, fuck you.
1: Talking about I'm not going to take no shine away from T-shirt. You still did what you said you wasn't going to do.
0: Exactly.
1: But Mel was gracious, and she gave you the respect that you did not deserve. Because, baby, I would have pounced on your big old black ass. I ain't going to tell you no lie. Um, Speaking of... <laughs> Tisha meeting with Kimmy to cry about uh, how Kimmy owed her blind loyalty because they sister-in-laws.
0: I'm going to tell you this.
1: Let me, and let me get this off my chest. This how you know that Tisha been in the wrong and the shit she been saying and doing because when you know you right about something and you've been moving with integrity, you don't need nobody to back you up. You will stand ten toes down on everything you say and do when you know you in the right. Yeah. If I'm right, I don't be. Listen, if I say something on Twitter and I know that what I'm saying is right, and motherfuckers don't like it, I stand on what I say. I don't be. I don't be in Jeremy's text messages talking about uh go 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 say something about this tweet I just posted. I could stand on my own two feet.
0: Yeah. Now you might text me and we might laugh at the folks that
1: mad. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) But I ain't ain't never called Jeremy
1: for no backup.
0: Right. Because you were armored by yourself.
1: Listen, I don't need no backup, especially when I know I'm right.
0: Yeah,
1: I will stand ten toes down in every fucking thing I say. Tisha and, is... Oh, go ahead. No, and when they wrote, when Kimmy caught, told Tisha, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving nobody blind loyalty on the motherfucking thing, especially over no childish bullshit.
0: I felt that.
1: In my soul.
0: Mm-hmm, because Lord knows. You know what? That's not the show for that. But... Um <clears throat> mm. I almost had shaved on I me. Mean. Um, when they rolled that flashback at to and to your point, because Tisha's whole thing is like this whole thing has been one sided. And when they rolled that flashback of that reunion, and they showed Tisha getting in the mess, and she tried to be like, Well, how was that damaging to someone's marriage? And Kimmy was like, Girl. Kimmy was like, I know you
1: fucking lying. I know
0: you fucking lying.
1: I felt the same way, I, I, and this is why I say I like Kimmy because she was refusing to allow Tisha to back her in the corner and make her pledge her undying loyalty on some bullshit, and then she brought the receipts out and it basically proved what we've been said. Letitia and Marceau ain't no ain't no saints and all this bullshit that's been going on between them and the Holtz, and they really need to fucking stop it.
0: Yeah, they just admit both both the Holtz and the Scots are messy as
1: hell. And the craziest part is, it's constantly Tisha with the shit. Melody has said, I, I don't expect you to get in the middle of it. I'm okay with you being neutral. I just want you to stop trying to make us reconcile. That's the only thing I ask for you. Which girl, I wish
0: we agree with.
1: Yeah, which we agree with. If it's meant to be, it's going to be, and it's going to happen, and that's just going to be the end of it. Yeah. Um, Letisha, girl, get the fuck on up out of here. And like Jeremy said in my text messages, you you talk like you have been burning your tongue on hot grits. <laughs> <laughs> she, she
0: like you do. ever like had some
1: you ever had some tea that's too hot?
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And the
1: tip of your tongue be hurt? Yeah,
0: and it's scared. That's exactly how Tisha talk.
1: That's exactly how she talks. So, yeah, like she, talk like,
0: she, like, like, she talk like she got some on her. She talked like she got some butt on her goddamn tongue and I need her to leave us alone.
1: Alone, please. Yeah, um, like that's why. That's why you be stuttering <laughs> so
0: damn much, Tisha, because you got so much hell from being backed up or full of shit. Yeah,
1: you, Cause you just, as as Mel, and just as messy as me,
0: and also just as messy as Martel. Like, like it's it's okay. Y'all both messing Y'all both throw shade and shit. It's okay. Just stand up in that shit.
1: That's it. But stop. Because let me tell you
0: something. Ain't nothing that a motherfucker who in the wrong love to do is like force people to pledge blind loyalty to them.
1: Yep.
0: And that's exactly what Tisha trying to do. Yep.
1: so leave and, us alone. And, and, by,
0: and by extension and proxy Wanda, and we see where she get it from.
1: Leave us alone. Please. If I get upset in this motherfucker.
0: And leave Kimmy alone. Please. I mean, personally, you don't have to because Kimmy already said she could drag Wanda. Just don't make her drag you too, Tisha.
1: You got all this good stuff going for yourself, then go do that.
0: Yeah. And tell your mama to shut the fuck up.
1: Bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the previews next week look pretty juicy as uh, Letitia and Marcel really going to it. And she basically feel like he's checking out of the marriage, which leads to infidelity. And she crying and sniffling and snotting and all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
0: All my life, I had broken promises. Promises
1: that's enough. Too far?
0: okay. Cool. All right, <laughs>
1: that was it for uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville. <laughs> Let's head on over to Housewives Real Housewives of Potomac season five, episode four celebrations and strange explanations. I got to get this off my chest, and I'm sorry, but this ain't in order. Giselle doing everything and talking to everybody about them girls and they resentment for Jamal Bryan, except for a motherfucking professional therapist. And it's really starting to get on my fucking nerves because you're trying to put band-aids over a gunshot wound and it's not fucking working. Ain't Mm. no dance class is going to help. Ain't no amount of talking to your whack-ass wig style is going to help. And bitches should have listened because he told you he couldn't save that motherfucking wig and he didn't. Mm. It was on your motherfucking head, cocked like a pistol, Giselle. Mm. Tacky ass, always got something to say about somebody, and you dress like a cheat, like a plastic fucking nickel. Girl, mm. fuck mm. you. Mm. Take them kids and their motherfucking daddy and take y'all raggedy, funky asses to family counseling. Mm. Can't nobody fix that shit but a professional. They mm. need professional help. Them kids resent their fucking father.
0: For what he did to you.
1: Your daughter didn't even feel comfortable telling you the truth. She's very annoyed at you and Jamal Brian back fucking around. Yeah. Yet y'all ain't living in the same house. Y'all playing games with them fucking kids.
0: And kids are not stupid. Your kids is like, girl. Your
1: kid, and their kids like, is old. They yeah. Her kids is too old. They understand yeah. everything. Your daughter 14, 15. Them kids watch their parents in the same house, then watch them divorce, and now you motherfuckers is gallivanting all around the DMV, uh, acting like y'all uh, high school sweethearts. Stop yeah, that then, shit. Yeah, acting like a couple
0: of the year and shit, and that shit is annoying your daughters.
1: Cause it's not stable at all. It's still rumors to this day floating around that. He's still fathering children in the fucking congregation. Giselle, you pathetic, but you to claim to be a bad bitch. You, you sneaking and creeping back with your ex-husband who's still fucking all up and do his congregation. You are a bum bitch.
0: Well, such a bad bitch. You show a sad bitch.
1: God Damn.
0: I just, just want to say, friend, that was a very excellent drag. I could tell that's been in your spirit.
1: I didn't even mean for it to go there. No, fuck it. Okay. It's
0: fine. It's, Wendy, you I,
1: insufferable with them fucking degrees.
0: What yes, Wendy's what, I do not like
1: Wendy. I do not. And since we're here, friend, uh, first of all, Wendy, yo, you raising some badass, violent ass kids.
0: <laughs>
1: the first thing they opted to do when meeting Robinsons was to start fighting them.
0: <laughs> beat beat Robbins' kids to fuck
1: <laughs> Like, so I'm oh, oh sorry,
0: like, that ain't funny. But I was laughing like shit <laughs> with Robinson. said you know what I'm
1: saying? Like, what are you fucking <laughs> doing?
0: When do your children beat Robbins' ginger ass?
1: What is it? All the fucking degrees and your kids don't have the the wear and, thaw and intelligence to know you don't go around just putting your hands on fucking people.
0: Well when your degrees are performative.
1: Oh, yeah. Well hold on, let me
0: rephrase that. When you are performative about your degrees, you
1: know. Yeah, friend. You got points. Yeah. I enjoy when points get made.
0: Um your whole existence on this show is very performative.
1: I was waiting to see. Why some just wasn't clicking for me with Wendy, and it came really quick in this episode where she basically already backstabbed Candace by telling Robin that Candace called Giselle a uh, shady and a monster. She did not call her a mean monster, she called her shady and a monster, and then called her Giselle Monster, which no lies was told,
0: All right? That's yeah, I, was, I was trying to find out the issue to, per- to be perfectly honest,
1: but it's like a for you to be had been taken up so strongly for Candace, you sure did throw her under the bus really fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. Fucking performative. Mm-hmm. You would do anything to sit at the table with the mean girls, bitch. And, and we they could don't tell. don't like you. And they don't like you. You too dark.
0: Uh, hello?
1: You ever notice why it's just only the two of them and sometimes Karen? But Karen has learned her lesson.
0: mm mm-hmm. Because Karen got more experience with how shady and trash them bitches can be.
1: Listen, green you're going to learn the hard way, Wendy. Them green-eyed geckos don't mean you know well, girl.
0: Green-eyed geckos.
1: That might be the show title.
0: Yeah, I think we should go with that. <laughs> I think we should go with that.
1: <laughs> they don't mean you any good, and you're going to see, because they have literally... <sighs> I'm going a, I'm to a run down a list of all of how they have treated the other ladies Um, when we go on and get to Karen's party. cause uh,
0: I, I have w- a Karen's party. I have words.
1: I do too. I just... But my first thing is, why is Wendy so worried about Karen's pussy?
0: It's weird. It's very it's weird. weird. Like, it's weird that the other girls are doing it, but it seems like this is going to be Wendy's like quote unquote storyline like she just you know it's just something about karen i don't like and she's you know this and she's rude and she's that and this that, the third it's like wendy you are doing a lot try to keep your spot on this show
1: it's it's just in the weird, and you cannot like karen because of the way that she has been coming at you basically acting like she don't know you and don't know shit about you but it's really weird to keep trying to police karen's sex life and body and autonomy and agency and things like that karen is not some hundred year old decrepit woman she is a woman that's approaching senior citizen years in very good health who has who is married and is probably having still having sex with her husband especially since they are now empty nesters and they don't have any kids in the house It absolutely is within the realm of possibility that Karen Huger is still sexually active with her husband who seems to be healthy as well. I don't understand how you got four degrees and that does not register to you. God willing, when you get to be Karen's age, you will still be healthy and your husband will still be healthy and y'all intimacy will still be popping in the bedroom. God, you a silly bitch with them quick weaves.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, when you a performative, when you a performative patty.
1: Lord, motherhood whooping Ashley ass bad. The bitch can't even get the stroller through the goddamn restaurant. Jesus. Well. Well, when you had a baby for financial security, never mind.
0: Well, when you had a baby with a with a man accused of sexual assault,
1: with a predator.
0: Right. Well, you know, I, you know.
1: I I don't really care about the apologies between Ashley and Candace. What I do want to talk about is Candace is literally sitting in this episode telling bold-faced lies to Ashley. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly why Monique and Sharice weren't friends anymore. She knew exactly why Monique and Sharice, uh, why Monique has super animosity for Sharice. She knew she knew for a fact why they wasn't rocking. She literally gave Gigi uh Sharice's phone number so she knew exactly what the fuck was going on and she has been sitting in every episode lying about being confused why Monique and Sharice don't speak and why Monique got such problem with Sharice
0: yeah it's really like mind-blowing like the act that Candace is putting up especially when we know you know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff you know shout out to our good sister Brooke it's just like you really you really earned this paycheck because you are acting your ass off
1: yep you are a fucking clown and knowing all that we know now and all that has finally come out while this season is airing you have the n- amount of lying you are doing to cover your ass is ooh, you are it's nasty. Yeah, it's you astounding. You are nasty, nasty and you girl. are
0: going to we, we are we are seeing that you are going to earn that ass whooping that Monique give you.
1: Yep. It's gonna be well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just
0: waiting for it personally.
1: Yep. Karen in this house warming. <laughs> girl um,
0: karen ma'am first
1: of all yes. i want to say that robin surely is not talking about renting when she's living in the two-bedroom shack outside of potomac you know i
0: don't really want to hear robin like karen is extra we know that and we probably finna make a couple of jokes about it but i don't want to hear shit from robin about karen's living situation when you've been shacking with Juan for eight or four years in a two-bedroom hood shut the fuck up robin
1: asap like immediately too yes like no dead ass shut up like dead like
0: dead ass shut the fuck up robin
1: please thank you so much rude bitch goodbye Um, i also want to say that i was glad to see monique call chris to the table on his bullshit because you are a retired nfl player the work that you are doing now you're doing purely because you want to not because you have to Mm-hmm. You don't get to put all of the burden of keeping the romance and intimacy alive on Monique who is also caring majority for the four children that you have and her own business ventures. You don't get to act like, "Oh, well, you got I give you access to the money, so just do what you got to do." No. It's
0: not all about the money. You don't get to do money. that.
1: It's not all about the money and I'm really glad that Monique checked his ass on that. This yes. ain't about money. This is about effort. This yes. is about you doing the same things to keep me that you did to get me.
0: Mm. If not, arguably more, because more is on Mon on Monique's on- shoulder as yeah, the woman hug. in the marriage.
1: Come on, friend.
0: Because I mean, let's be honest. Get your if- co
1: host that's emotionally intelligent, okay?
0: Because <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, as studies have shown, as you know, many women have talked about black women in particular even in the best case scenarios of you know progressive marriages the woman still usually tends to do more of the emotional labor and toll so if chris is chris which we clearly don't see he's not that progressive you know clearly nigga you need to be doing the same amount of effort if not more from to keep your wife happy because just throwing out money and being like well shit you you got the money you happy no she's not happy nigga clearly, so you need to put in some fucking work and effort.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially as so
0: much as you pressured her about keep, keep continuing to having children, you didn't think that would put a damper on y'all romance and more pressure on her? You didn't think about that? Of course, no, you didn't think about that, Chris, but you need to think about it, nigga. and Get your goddamn act together.
1: Yep.
0: And that's yep. all I have to say about that. Yeah, well said,
1: friend. Well said. Um,
0: <laughs> but Miss Karen, ma'am. Miss Karen.
1: Miss <laughs> Karen Huger.
0: Miss ma'am. Miss mamas.
1: Um, why are you using a housewarming to reconnect with your husband when he clearly did not want a housewarming?
0: Ray wanted to take a nap.
1: I just, I, I love me some Karen Huger. Yes. But I think she does a lot to show the girls that she is the grand dom and you don't have to.
0: You don't have. You have to.
1: a long-standing marriage with your husband. Y'all have yes. raised y'all children. They are yes. grown. They are gone. They are thriving. Yes. Karen, you are picking up steam in your own business ventures. Yes. You don't have anything to prove to these women that are just much younger than you. Yes. They strive to get to where you are.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: You and Ray have overcome some financial issues. Yeah. You losing both parents very suddenly. Yeah. Y'all have overcome a lot. You don't have anything to prove to these women,
0: especially Giselle and women Robin women of all women. of all people. That hello, hello,
1: my Ashley and Michael too. To be honest,
0: Look, hello, Candice and Chris after the reunion,
1: Candice and Chris too. To be honest,
0: that yes. yeah. Mike, I mean, not Mike. Chris and Monique, to be
1: honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we gonna be honest. I mean, they Chris and Monique strive to get to where Karen and um Ray are in terms of the, the longevity of the marriage and the overcoming of obstacles. You don't have anything to prove to these ladies. And I just I don't understand this house like
0: I get it. Like it just seems like it's in Karen's nature to be a little extra, which I mean that's okay. Ain't nothing
1: okay. wrong with that. Ain't but this this seems extra. this seems more than just a little extra. This is
0: like a lot. Like a lot. Like Miss Mama, you come you was coming out there dressed like the Jazziest common San Diego Pepsi bottle I've ever fucking seen in my life. Listen. And I just want to know, Karen, is it Karen, are you okay? Where you okay, in the Karen?
1: world is heartburn, upset, stomach, diarrhea?
0: You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like it was just a lie. Then you had this white man reciting these goddamn lines like the Queen's English. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how that? you
1: how you was trying to channel Beyonce, but had that white washed ass uh Telegram invitation bullshit.
0: Right? Like you couldn't get nobody like, from Wak- you, you can not get nobody from Wakanda. You didn't and see black skin?
1: Listen, it was it was a lot, but you could have
0: had that one zebra that sung on the Lion King 2 soundtrack. I'm
1: kinda sick of Robin being shady, and I'm ready for her shit to get blew up again. Why is there a K instead of a H on this? Child, you know this Karen motherfucking party. You know good and goddamn well. Don't none of the men None of the men amongst the ladies give a fuck about the parties they be throwing. They just show up when they're supposed to show up. Yes, we know that. We've seen your
0: old nigga don't give a fuck about these parties, Robin.
1: Like God! Uh, and the bringing the pizzas and shit. Sit your tacky broke ass down. You didn't finally got a Range Rover again after you and Wanda been broke for eighty nine years, and now you talking big money, girl.
0: That's what happens when some That's what happens that's what happens when somebody who ain't used to money get $5.
1: Exactly. Um I mean, we, Giselle and and Candace talk and uh Candace I don't got no sympathy for you cuz you tried to play hardball with the same bitches who really didn't want you on the show when you debuted on it in season 3 and this is where we at. You never was going to have a seat at the table with Robin and Giselle. They didn't like you from the beginning. They don't like you now.
0: Yeah, they don't like nobody.
1: (laughs) But Giselle, bitch, you are a monster and a shady bitch. Yeah, and you That's need to own really that
0: because I'm like, this is Spider Man, Spider Man, so what? Why you, the need, fuck am you, I
1: you need to own that? Nobody is making anything up, nobody is being mean or malicious. You have created that reputation for yourself trying to be the HBIC amongst the Potomac girls, and so and your own actions, and so that is a cape that you're gonna have to wear and wear proudly because bitch if we were to be honest, you have been mean, um, you've been mean to Karen. With Ray in the tax situation, and uh, with y'all saying she didn't live in Potomac, and showing up to her, which was supposed to be her house, unexpectedly. With
0: them damn pieces.
1: Y'all been mean and nasty to Monique when y'all tried to paint Monique as an alcoholic. Um, it was nasty to Ashley when the shit happened with Michael, and you tried to sink you tried to sink Ashley while she was in the middle of a fucking pregnancy. Uh, y'all was nasty to Candace. Called her a dumb pageant girl, though she was a she was a part of the Obama administration. Was part of his team. Uh, she don't have no common sense, but book sense she has much of it. I wish I the two translated.
0: That. Uh, right.
1: I wish they were in parallel, but they're not. Right. That has been your thing. You have been in the mean. Yeah, you have been.
0: You've you been mean to Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your own sidekick. Like, girl, it's you. You got to own that or you got to shut the fuck up. You can't be the bully and the victim at the same damn time.
1: Exactly. Especially when people both. that
0: you have victimized have become bullies to you. It's just you, you, get, you get the energy that you put out.
1: Period. You reap what you sow. Facts. Facts.
0: So just stand up and leave us the hell alone.
1: Yeah, talking about I don't want to be friends with you, Candace. Let's keep it surface level. Y'all have not been friends. Hello? Y'all ain't been friends. It's been surface level from day fucking one. Yeah. Like, this is the
0: thing. If you're going to be a villain, be a villain and stand up in it so I can respect you. That's why even though I couldn't stand her, I respected Ashley because she was a villain, but she stood up in her shit. Now that was before you know her and Michael got you know together and had the baby. Now she's trying to reinvent her image and shit. But you know, at the time, you know, like for instance, with the Karen, with the Karen shit and all that, she still been her villainy, and I couldn't stand her. Still can't stand her. But I respected the transparency. I respected the honesty. You don't do that, Giselle. You want to be the bully and the victim at the same time, and that's why. In addition to you being sad, that's why your damn girls are, uh, you getting on your damn girls' nerves, because you can't be truthful for shit. Or use common fucking sense.
1: Exactly. Candace, you got everything you deserve, and I can't wait for you to get more, because you yes, thought you I'm had a friend in these bitches. Mm-hmm. So, go to hell, honey. Yep. Uh and take Giselle with you. Yes. Uh but that's it. that's it, ain't it, friend?
0: Um, one more thing I want to um just sort of bring up before we get up out of here. Um I saw this on Twitter. Um it is a, an Instagram post from Dr. Heavenly where they show the season eight Merit to Medicine cast, um which
1: apparently Oh no quad and Mariah.
0: Yeah, no Quad and Mariah. The, the cast is for season eight. Carrie Wells, um, Heavenly Combs, Toya Bush-Harris, Simone Whitmore, Jackie Waters, Lisa Nicole Clout, and Contessa uh, Metcalf. Like you said, there's no Quad and there is no Mariah for the upcoming season. So I just thought I'd mention that. Um, how do you feel about that, friend?
1: I'm okay with it because Quad didn't have no storyline last season. I don't mean to be – I ain't mean to be rude – the divorce, no, she didn't. You, you spoke
0: the, fast. She really didn't.
1: The divorce was final. Congratulations. She's not in a space where she really wants to be around the girls and do too much filming with them, spend too much time with them. If that's the case, sweet pea going about your business. Same yeah. thing I said with Nene. It's like the rest of the girls was putting their problems out on front street. Um, and here you are just trying to sell us your cookbook.
0: Yeah. Um, which you I mean, said, to be fair, get your bag. Get your bag. You are closer
1: You are closer to your sister circle, homegirls, than you are the ladies on this cast now. Which and is fair, okay. considering how they
0: carry on. Considering which is how
1: they carry on, considering how they treated you in the past, there's a lot of trust gone and there's a lot of bridges burned. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, it's time for you to move on from the franchise because... Um, we could definitely tell all last season that you were around the ladies begrudgingly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it showed. And, and which the only to be reason fair.
1: you seem to have a good time when we saw you for the couple episodes on the married to medicine LA is because you were around the LA girls, which you seem to have built a better rapport with them than you now have with the girls back in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Wish to be fair. is nobody but the girls in Atlanta's fault.
1: Mariah didn't have a storyline either. Her whole storyline was arguing about uh, Quad saying she did cocaine.
0: Which we know that she did cocaine because she acted like somebody that did did cocaine. So, Mariah, you take you and your goddamn not-good-rated-ass husband to fuck on and leave us the goddamn the hell alone.
1: Yep, so I'm looking forward to the new season. I love me some Quad, but if you too busy to film with the girls or you just don't feel like being around them... I'm cool with that, but you don't have no purpose on the show, and that's just that.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um. I echo your feelings. Like I, I do think it was time for Carl to go, and you know I can't stand around nowhere. So it's good that she won't fucking be there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. We will see y'all back next week. Same time, same place. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a patron. If you are a patron, if not, you should subscribe to the Patreon. $5. At least $5 gets you a lot of great content, uh, like Ratchet Reloaded, where we are fucking carrying on about love after lockup. Then we're going to get to carrying on about life after lockup, um, considering add 90 Day Fiance to the mix. So... You don't want to miss that. Thank y'all
0: for supporting us. Thank you for rocking with us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your food cool co-worker that you would smoke weed with. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Peace, niggas. Peace.